Today's one-on-one with Mike is not one-on-one. We are bringing back Tyler LaFlock, who is a colleague, personal trainer, and men's coach. And today we're chopping it up on the topic of living a life in autopilot, both the light side, the shadow side. Therefore, when it serves us, when it doesn't serve us, especially when we're unaware, when we are living these patterns and behaviors unconsciously, and how can we bring our life into greater balance? I hope you enjoy today's short and sweet episode with Tyler LaFlock and myself. Let's go. All right, Mike. So we're going to be exploring the topic of uh, living life on autopilot. And uh, I'd love for you to give what, what that means for you, how you would kind of define that just so we're on the same page, people listening are on the same page here. Yeah. So autopilot And what I'm really excited to dive into for both of us to share is both the light and the shadow side of that are kind of the positives and negatives. But by and large, what you're saying around living life in autopilot, by and large, what comes up is the repetitive patterns, the repetitive behaviors that we enact day in and day out, both consciously and unconsciously that we do without much consideration or thought that we basically do mindlessly. Mm. Um, And so, you know, that could be self-limiting behaviors, self-sabotage behaviors. That could be, uh, we'll get into it on the light side of stuff as well. But autopilot, if you can imagine when you're driving your car, uh, (laughs) there is uh, cruise control, (laughs) you know, cruise control setting that I'm sure we've all uh, can relate to, or when someone's driving a plane, mm. uh, hopefully the autopilot isn't on too long, but <laughs> essentially setting some type of flipping a switch, oftentimes that is automatic, unconscious, where we are just continually engaging for better or for worse, or and for worse, these repetitive behaviors and patterns in life. Mm. Yeah. So, what comes up for me in autopilot, and I'll, I'll dive into a little bit more of the shadow side uh, in my experience around that, is um, living in survival mode where uh, there's, there's fear uh, and these routines are designed to kind of keep me safe in a way. Uh, so, and, and for me, my experience is a lot of numbing out and distraction. So utilizing uh, the phone, utilizing uh, just food and uh, Netflix at the end of the day, uh, just kind of grinding it out. Uh, Things in my life may not be where I want them to be. So I have these little uh, things I look forward to that just satiate me or keep me complacent. Uh, But in this just kind of like low hum of just like day-to-day survival, happy enough, but not really feeling fully fulfilled. Um, So that to me is how auto the shadow of the autopilot has um, really um, undercut me. And I'm a huge fan of routine uh, and discipline and, and ritual. And for me, that is where I've noticed uh, the numbing out and the distraction and those patterns that that just allow me to be okay. Those that to me signifies kind of like the autopilot um, lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. What, how about you, Mike, for, for the light side of autopilot and how you've experienced that? Yeah. And I super resonate with what you shared. And before you know, when you and I were coming up with the topics that we wanted to share today and and share with the audience and, you know, 
when it came to the, the idea of autopilot, my initial thought was the shadow was the only thing that really came up in the beginning. And I really had to search within me and like, is there a light side to this? Because I think that can be a really helpful exercise in anything that we explore. Like there's going to be light and shadow to everything. There's going to be benefits and consequences to everything. And if we can see how we're playing a role in both, then we can have a way more holistic view of how something is or isn't affecting us. So to bring that up, when it comes to autopilot, you know, there's certain things like you mentioned routines and rituals. Like there's certain things that actually can be incredibly health promoting. Like if I'm if, for example, like if I'm staying true to my 30-day commitment of doing sauna and cold plunges every morning, fuck, that is a great thing to have on autopilot for me. <laughs> you know, when we look at some of the hallmarks of a successful business, hmm. like some of my business mentors had said something to the effect of like, you know, a big part of business is like when things get so automated in your business, it may like, having a business in some regards, it should still excite us hopefully, but in some regards that's boring is actually a good thing mm. because you've gotten so dialed in with your systems, your processes, your key performance indicators, your customer experience. When someone comes in, like you've, you're on autopilot with many aspects of the business. Mm. And so that can be incredibly freeing and actually a hallmark. Like if you've got these massive highs and massive lows, like I mean, I would love to experience the highs, but I don't want these regular <laughs> massive lows. Mm. Like there's certain things like how I delegate, for example. I strive as much as I can. And I could still certainly do a better job of that. But if I'm delegating in the right way and managing my team in the right way, and when we run our retreats, like we've really dialed in our relationship with the facilitators and how we want to run things. And so those things on autopilot uh, oftentimes or can be the light side of it is they can be hallmarks of actually what is going and doing what is going on in our life that's actually going well or doing well. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I was just listening to something yesterday where uh, the the business, uh, you know, you've run a successful business as as the CEO when you, you essentially don't don't really have a role anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is just running streamlined, smooth, and, and easy. Uh, and one thing I wanted to mention about autopilot is this idea of delayed gratification and this mm. tool of delayed gratification, which kind of feeds into the discipline. Um, for me, uh, delayed gratification, uh, it's I do the thing, I work hard, and then I will reward myself sometime in the future. Uh, and that works, like, let's say I um, hit a really tough workout or... Um, yeah, and I'm disciplined and I and I do that. Maybe I'll reward myself with a dessert or something like that. Uh, and the the or I did X, Y, and Z for a few months and I reward myself with a vacation, right? So it can be a beneficial tool. The problem and what I've run into is just keep kicking the gratification down the line, down the line, because I'm scared if I take action and actually allow myself the benefits of what, then I won't return to the work that I put. So I just keep pushing it down the road, pushing it down the road um, and keep building it up, um, unwilling to actually go and do the thing. Like maybe the it's the backpacking trip. Maybe um, it's going and um, 
you know, making that investment uh, or going for, you know, men's work, right? It's uh, all these things that I end up um, kind of pushing into the future. It's like, okay, one day, someday, grind it out. And it just prevents me because you get so... You, that muscle of delayed gratification gets so overworked. And what I've noticed and something that I've, it's just like saying no, right? That's another piece. Like, oh, it's like, we're going to uh, go out and have some dinner. And maybe we'll have a few drinks. It's like, no, it's going to interrupt my sleep. And then I won't be able to train the next day. So it's it's hmm. getting um, a little bit more nuanced. And there's some times for that. And then also there's some times just to say, fuck it. And like, go and have a great time with friends. And that's going to give you the... Like at the um, at the end of our life, we're going to be able to reflect on on the meaningful memories. And when we're living in delayed gratification, and the same day, day in day out, um, we're just not going to have that many memories to look back on, right? So um, using you know, it's a tool, it's a hammer, but if it's your only tool, then everything becomes a nail, right? Um, and you look back, and you're forty years old, thirty thirty years old, you're like wow, the last 10 years, there really hasn't been too many meaningful like memories that I've created. And I want, and like, I want to create more meaningful memories. So, uh, it's just creating a a little bit of a more nuanced relationship with that delayed gratification and that autopilot. Yeah. It's spot on dude. And so with autopilot, right? It's the repetitive way in which we relate to ourselves or relate to the world. So you have the delayed gratification on one side. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, you also have the, the, the people and or parts of ourselves in different moments in time where it's the complete opposite, where it's almost this, um, I don't want to say like this insatiable nature towards pleasure, mm. where it's like, actually, like we need to be you know, the, the whole thing is like being aware of where we're at. And I think it's important to touch our edges and kind of play in the extreme so that we can find that middle, right? I think that's a big part of it. And so on one end, you have like overly delaying gratification. And then on the other side, you have, you know, eating haagen every single night and just looking simply, simply for pleasure and, and binge watching Netflix, you know, for five hours every single night. So it's a balance between recognizing that and sometimes like we can slip in autopilot in any one of those two extremes. And again, that's just a part of being human. Uh, but it's just interesting to see like, uh, I imagine that someone who's listening is also probably swinging on the other end of that as well. Right. Yeah. And I think coming from our backgrounds, you know, that level or that lens of which I perceive life through is so built through that lens of discipline mm. and delayed gratification that uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's almost hard for me to imagine. So I, I love what you said about kind of playing in the edges. It's like, well, what if you just took like three months off and just fucking went to Hawaii and just like ate coconuts and just surfed all day for, for three <laughs> months and like go explore that because you've explored the past 10 years of having a regimented routine, right? So I love what you said, kind of exploring in the edges as a way to just knock you out of that a little bit and just kind of shake you up a little bit so you can have a little bit different perspective on your life. 
Yeah, totally. What's the medicine that we need? Yeah. You know, looking at our life and and maybe the medicine that you or I need is actually for some pleasure, which is also like speaking to my relationship with Lauren. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like uh, when, you know, we, we started, uh, we've known each other for years, as you know, but mm-hmm. we really got together in the very beginning of COVID. And so it was like three years ago that we started seriously dating. And anybody, you know, during COVID, we didn't see much of my family. So towards the end of COVID, when things started opening up, we would go out to eat with my uncles and aunts and Lauren was meeting my family. (laughs) And it's still, one, it drives me a little (laughs) bit nuts, but it's hilarious to me how when people would see her and they get introduced, you'd be like, oh, I'd be like, hi, you know, uncle so-and-so, like, or it's so-and-so, this is, this is Lauren, I'd love to introduce you. And they would literally like completely, uh, switch eye contact with me, focus on her and be like, oh my gosh, we're so thankful. Thank you. Thank you. Like basically what they're saying is like Mikey was no fun for most of his life. Like wasn't drinking wine, wasn't, you know, like when I look at my level of levity, how much, yeah, I laugh, my playfulness, uh, you know, I'm not competing as an elite athlete anymore. And so, you know, even just my diet, like mm. it was like 99, one before. And now <laughs> I'm just like, still eat really well. Yeah. But that, that pleasure piece, like Lauren has been living with her has been such a, a teacher for me. And, you know, that's probably one of the biggest changes that I've noticed within myself mm. uh, in the last three years. And that's why, what do they say? Like you are the tr- like the sum of the five people or the five nervous systems that you spend the most time oh. with. <laughs> and e- her nervous system or the way she views life and the way she operates, she's got discipline for sure, but is way more in the realm of that feminine pleasure. Mm. Whereas me, I'm like, I just want to see how many ways I can like get uncomfortable <laughs> and like <laughs> discipline myself. So it is that touching of the of the extremes and having people in our life that can mm. model and invite us in can be really helpful. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then also just recognizing different seasons of our lives, right? Mm. Maybe we have a mission. Maybe we have something that we're really committed to that's going to require that level of discipline, right? Um, and just just having ways of checking in. So I think that might be a valuable way to wrap this up is like, what, what piece of advice or what are some practices and skills that somebody can kind of take in and be able to reflect and see, okay, am I living on autopilot? Where What areas of my life am I living on autopilot? How can I introduce a little bit more spontaneity, a little bit more meaning? How can I um, begin to shift that relationship and, and move out of, out of safety, uh, living life out of survival and more into, like, we could call it abundance or creativity? Yeah, I'll bring up the first thing that comes up without much thought at all is Paul Check's four doctor system. Mm. And without going in depth into each of the doctors, the name themselves is quite self-explanatory. Um, we can certainly do another episode on this, but you have Dr. Quiet, which is all your reflection time, your sleep, your rest, your repair, your inner work side. You have Dr. Happy, which of course is your dream, what your your core values are, what you do to bring joy and levity in life. You've got Dr. Diet, which is how you nourish yourself. Uh, and then you have Dr. Movement, which is a balance of working out and working in. So Dr. Diet, Dr. Quiet, Dr. Happy, and Dr. Movement. If you look at those four aspects of life as a as a framework or as a system take a look at how you live what are the the things that you do day in and day out what are the thoughts that you have look at each doctor and 
give yourself some honest self-evaluation with what are the things within, what are the practices, behaviors, patterns, et cetera, that you are living on in autopilot. And then just like we said, the light and the shadow, having a healthy ritual where maybe you go to sleep every night at at 10 p.m., for example, that might be a very healthy, supportive, positive light side of autopilot, especially if you're burnt out right now. Like if you're doing an honest self-assessment and your doctor quiet is so shitty because you're staying up till 3 a.m. or for watching shows, then developing an autopilot routine to bring that that doctor into more balance would be really helpful. So I would say looking at the four doctors as a framework, doing an honest assessment, and then from that place, deciding on what what needs to happen to bring where you, uh, the light or the shadow side of autopilot back into balance in your life. Totally. Yeah. And then just as a way to motivate yourself or inspire yourself, just reflecting on what, what's, what's the dream, uh, like Mm. with Dr. Happiness and uh, yeah, how do you, know, if you're reflecting and you're at at your, uh, rocking chair and you're, and you're amongst your, your great grandchildren and grandchildren, like what's the stories that you want to tell them? So being able to, uh, feel into that a little bit and the, yeah, what, what type of memories, uh, do you want to have and what type of legacy do you want to leave behind? And, um, yeah, and just reflecting on the most meaningful uh, memories that you've created probably was that night you might have stayed out a little bit too late. That's so true. <laughs> oh, maybe it was that. Oh, wow! I took that chance and went to that retreat, or I took you know, I the thing. I mean, that was my story, right? Um, but I, I feel like that's just a good place to to kind of wrap it up here on on getting off of autopilot. And uh, for anybody who 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 maybe uh, resonates strongly with the discipline, delayed gratification, I'm right there with you. Um, and yeah, just like when you get wrap this up, go you know do something weird. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, brother. All right, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path, and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours. 